Alrighty, well, it's a couple minutes after the hour, so I think we will go ahead and get started. Um, today's call was kind of by popular demand. Uh, had had quite a few people reach out, and we we love focusing on tactics. And tactics tactics are a hugely fundamental part of all success. We talked about a lot of different tactics that allow you to be successful. Any which one or all that you would adopt would absolutely guarantee you success. And fanatical prospecting is pretty clear on these are the things you do and you will be guaranteed success. So if it's so simple, if that's the formula for success, what stands in the way? Why, why aren't we all adopting those principles, coming off the call, going ahead and executing? And I think at the end of the day, what what that what stands in the way is kind of what goes on up here. And there are things that go on up here that stand in the way of our doing what we quote unquote know we should be doing. We all know what we should do, but somehow we can get up in the morning with the best plan, best laid plans. And by the end of the day, we can just be really disappointed that we didn't carry through on our own plans. And so we, we have a fair amount of people who've expressed a desire to be inspired around the idea of acknowledging the fact that some of us are experiencing fatigue. We're experiencing that battle fatigue of the not knowing when it's going to end, not knowing how long it's going to take. And so there's a, a, a fate, an energy issue. How do you sustain energy over time when you don't know how long the race is? And so in light of those, those conversations and, and those questions, I really, the, the person who popped into my head immediately was Louise, because I don't know of anyone who expresses the idea of being in a battle, utilizing energy, coming back from take, taking your challenges and using it to fuel yourself as opposed to being stuck. And so I'm really, really excited that Louise is joining us today to just inspire us and to give us some ideas around, around that getting unstuck. So with that being said, Louise, in case anyone doesn't know you, Let's let let let's introduce you, Louise, who is our our heart, who does all of the wonderful things around American Warrior and has that really close connection to the military, which I think gives her a very unique perspective around this mental fatigue. So, off you go, Louise. Well, okay, so there you go. No question and answer, just roll right. So, <laughs> you know, I. If I, everyone I talk to, or I mean, most of the people I talk to, they go, it's, I'm really stressed. I am really dealing with uh, some hard days. And I think it's good for us to acknowledge uh, when that happens, to acknowledge our stress and to say, you know what? I'm feeling beaten down. I'm feeling tired. Uh, I am, I'm not producing, but I seem to be doing the work. And I do believe that when we are in this state that we're in, this race of the unknown distance. Now I'm just gonna say that. That's what uh, Sean Parnell would talk about that the, the run of the unknown distance, special forces, they tell them you're gonna run. They go, how far? He goes, just run, just keep running. So they don't, they don't know if they're gonna run five miles, 10 miles, 12 miles, 18 miles, but you're commanded to run and it's the run of the unknown distance. And I think that's where we are. Another analogy is um, uh, hell week for Navy SEALs. They, they call it hell week, but you really don't know when it's going to end. It's hell, and you don't know when it's going to end. I was listening to a podcast by Jocko Willink, and he said that his mindset going into that hell week, and if you don't know Jocko Willink, Navy SEAL, uh, 20 years as a commander, amazing, has written a lot of books. But um, he said it never, it never entered his mind that he would ring the bell. Now, when you get tired and you're done, you can't handle anymore, you ring the bell and you're done, you're out. And he said, but I went in with whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. And I was thinking when I listened to Jocko and connecting it with this call, uh, he said, we have protocols set up in our mind, or we have mindsets of how we handle stress, how we handle um things that are tough. And he went into that hell week saying, I'm not quitting. I'm going to do this. But if you listen also to Jason Redmond, he thought about ringing the bell, uh, Navy SEAL also, because you're so tired, you're worn out. You're just, I mean, emotional, emotionally, physically, every way, mentally, you are stressed and you want to ring the bell and you want to quit. I'm saying all that to say a lot of us are at that point right now. It's like, do I ring the bell? Carrie, would you agree with what I just said? 
Well, as we talked about yesterday, there are so many conversations that are being had and so many emails that are coming in. Yes, 100% Wheezy agree that people are tired. And the word that we talked about that is an interesting word I know we're going to unpack was overwhelmed, right? They're feeling mm -hmm. overwhelmed. Yes. So I got to thinking about it, and those, some of you on this call may have taken and it was taught through Ignite, went to Warrior in 52 days, and I taught mental toughness. And, <clears throat> and I got to thinking about that. As I told Kathy, I had a three and a half hour drive coming to another office this morning. I left my house at six to get here at 930 to get set up to do this call. And I started thinking about all it takes to go from being, from wimping out. Okay, let's just say, I'm not talking about wimping out as, as a, as a noun, it's, it's a verb. It's something we know we want to achieve, but we just, we, we wimp out on it. And I started thinking about all of these enemies and I'm going to call them enemies because they're, they're, they're like a little chihuahua nibbing at your heel. Don't get mad at me. Cause I said chihuahua nipping at your heel. If you've got a chihuahua, I love that chihuahua. Okay. <laughs> we, we know how a chihuahua can just like, and that is what we have. And I'm going to name a few enemies. And I just want you to think about these enemies and think, have you experienced this? And I think the number one enemy that we are encountering right now is fear. Um, there is fear. Uh, am I going to make it? <clears throat> which goes into the second enemy, which is doubt. Uh, and these are things that literally come over and they can cloud your mind. And these cause stress. And as you said, Carrie, they can overwhelm them, fear and doubt. Uh, the other thing is apathy. Um, you know, apathy is just where you do nothing. I mean, you're just, you you get up and you're, you're wanting to move forward, but you're paralyzed almost. And you've got analysis paralysis. The fourth one, <clears throat> and look, I don't, basically at my heart, I'm like Steve Jacobson, I'm a loan officer. Somebody said, well, that loan officer's got ADD. I go, we've all got ADD. Are you kidding me? I mean, we all, I mean, was that squirrel? You know, what am I talking about? And so chaos is a big uh, enemy of our life, mm -hmm. chaos. The, the, the fifth one is procrastination and undisciplined living. And we all know when those things have come against us, procrastination just pulling at us and saying, do it tomorrow. I, I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it this afternoon. The sixth one is a quitter. And I, I am just going to say that there's no doubt that there are people who want to quit right now. Mm -hmm. And and they say that 30 to 40% of loan officers are going to be out of this business by the end of this year. And you know what I say about that? Good. Because I am glad they are because they're not going to be with Fairway. They're going to be at those other companies and we're going to get rid of some of our competition. And the sixth one is we have all broken promises and that little enemy nipping of you broke your promise you said you were going to do this you said you said you were going to sign up for a gym you said you were going to get healthy you said you were going to write that book right Carrie you said and that is we have broken promises to ourselves and maybe we've broken promises to other so I just wanted to give you those enemies that can come against does anybody just throw it in the chat or raise your hand if you've had any of those enemies come against you that I just said. Just raise your hand if any of fear, uh, doubt, apathy, chaos, procrastination, quitting, or if you've broken any promises. Well, and anybody who, and I'm, I'm just going to throw out there, anybody who doesn't raise their hand is uh, is probably not telling the truth, right? I mean, because... <laughs> Every one of us faces those. What we do about it, though, Wheezy, and I know that's where you're going to go. And that is where literally self-awareness, um, literally where you step back and you look at your life and your actions and your world and you focus. And what I'm going to talk about now are seven uh, mindsets that can defeat those enemies. And I say this to you folks, and I feel like I just need... Um, these are the seven mindsets that I use to double my business in 52 days and double it again in the next 52 days. And a lot of you know that I take 52 days rather than the quarter of the year. There's seven 52 days in a year, and that's my mantra. And what I do, it's seven weeks, 
plus a few days to give you some planning. But literally, I doubled my business by using these principles of how I needed to defeat the enemies in my own life. And fear was the number one. Wheezy, there are people on this call that don't know your story about that. Doubling your business wasn't, I mean, can you just tell a little short <laughs> version of that story? Sure. There are, I'm looking around the room and there are some new to fairway people that don't know that story. So in uh, September of 2005, um, I wanted out of the mortgage business. I wanted out. I'm a woman of faith. I was praying to be delivered from the mortgage business. I wanted out. I already had another plan. I felt like God was calling me somewhere else and I wanted out. And at that same point in time, a hurricane hit central Louisiana. Now, hurricanes are not supposed to hit central Louisiana. We're 200 miles from salt water, but it did. And 110 mile an hour winds hit my husband's farm. Now, I used to say my farmer husband, but people thought I was saying my former husband. So I'm going to say my husband who farms. Uh, and he had a farming operation that provided us regular income. Now, regular income is what you get whether you sell anything or not. I love regular income. There's a check. You know what I'm saying? It's like I was working, closing five to seven deals a month in a little town of 2,900 people in central Louisiana. I was bored out of my gourd. I had no purpose. I had no passion. And I wanted to do something different. And suddenly, just like that, overnight, his business was gone, destroyed by 110 mile an hour winds. And our regular income was gone too. And he said, can your business make money until mine is rebuilt? And I said, how long? And he said, a year. And I thought, oh, my God, I've got to stay in the business another year. Oh, my God. <clears throat> but then <clears throat> I uh, there was a little town south of me, uh, about an hour. It was, it was uh, Leesville, Louisiana, the home of Fort Polk. And I thought, you know what? I bet they change houses a lot down in that military town. Knew nothing, even though both my father and my stepfather served in the military. They did before my birth and they did before, I, you know, I didn't know anything about it. And I knew nothing about the military culture. <laughs> Went down to this little town. Nobody knew my name. I drove down there and uh, actually got connected with a realtor. That was, in, that was in October of 2005. I started to write out what I'm going to share with you today because I was already operating under a 52-day plan, but I said, you know what? I'm going to operate it on my business now. I've got to turn it around because I've got to do it. Folks, I didn't do it to serve soldiers. I did it to serve my family. I mean, electricity is a luxury I had become accustomed to. And I needed to cover my house, though, my electricity, and my husband needed me. And so my purpose, my why, and that's that's how you overcome fear is through your purpose and your why. And that's one of the first steps. And, you know, Carrie, I always hesitate to share that story because many have heard it like a thousand times. They're going, is she going to tell that story again? But, um, you know, when I... Er I was afraid. I'm going to tell you the truth. I was afraid. I knew nothing about this town. It was not a town. It had 8,000 people uh, plus a military uh, Fort Polk. And I knew nothing about it. And I just went into it. I didn't have an office there. I was driving there. And I, ju I, just, I just did it anyway. Why? Because I thought, I've got to do it. I have to do this. So um, in October, I closed like five or six loans. And then in November, uh, and it's weird how I remember this. So the first 52 days, um, I doubled it. And by December of 2005, I closed 16 loans. And that was really double digits. And I, it was the first time I had done double digits. But I took it from 8 to 16, and I did it in 52 days. And I did that in a little town of 8,000. Okay, so I did it in a little town of 8,000. And then from December to the end, to the middle of February, I doubled it again. And of course, you remember stuff like this because we're numbers, right? In January 2006, I closed 31 units. I, I don't give you the volume because in Louisiana, you just give units. And so what I'm sharing with you, um, I had to overcome the fear of the unknown. How do I do this? How do I go into town where nobody knows my name? How do I build a business? I had actually done a lot of refis. I was in a little town, a farming community where you would do like a mobile home on five acres that their daddy gave to them. I mean, the entire parish, where parishes in Louisiana, where I lived was 19,000. The town where I had worked all those years, 2,900 people. 
The town where I live, 900. The community where I live, 200. So I'm going into Leesville and I'm going to transform my business. I have to. But I was driven by, thank you for reminding me, Carrie, my purpose was to help my family. And I think that that's the only thing that really will overcome the fear that grips us on doing things that we're, that, you know, calling realtors or stepping out, doing social media, making videos, stepping out into the unknown. You overcome that enemy. And that, that fear is stressful. And it can, you talk about overwhelm, you can be overwhelmed with fear. Weezy, we want to speak into you for just one second because the chat showed it uh, and feel like it's something that you probably need to hear. Nobody's going to tire of hearing that story. And then what you just said, um, we all need reminders of those seasons when we have stood in the face of fear and pushed through it and seen results. And every person that is here has experienced that at some level in their life. And we need to be reminded. So your story and hearing it again is inspirational in itself. Nobody's tiring of hearing that. And, you know, I, I, I'm i just reminded of a story I used to tell is um, if a house was on fire and someone told you to rush into it, you'd say, are you crazy? I'm not going into the, that burning house. But if your 10 year old was in that house, mm -hmm. you're going in. You are fearless. Yeah, You're going in. And that is really literally uh, the way I felt is that I had to do it. I had a teenage daughter who was doing high school rodeo, which is very expensive. And, and it's like, um, I had to do it. I had no choice. And the second, um, the second emotion or stressor that can come on us is doubt. Like, well, can I do it? I mean, that seems impossible. I mean, I did 31 units in a town of of uh, of uh, 8,000 with a military base. I mean, can you do that? Uh, that seems impossible. Has anybody ever did that? I, it didn't matter to me. I, you overcome that with a possibility mindset. You've got to believe it, that you can do it. Now, you know, you've heard it, but you think you can or think you can't. You're right. But I had to believe I had to believe that I could. I remember telling my son-in-law, Mike Giddens, we had gone to a David Kuyper seminar in October and I had taken his three ring binder. This is all happened. I'm just going to call it God. And he was going to give us a, a plan for how to market. I don't know if anybody remembers David Kuyper and his two day seminars, but we went and I told my son-in-law and I said, it's possible. He goes, I don't know. And I go, it's possible. I said, it has to be. It has to be. And I had to believe. And the third, <clears throat> the third uh, enemy that can come against us is apathy. Uh, just the lack of enthusiasm. You know, some of us have heard Jake talk about, you know, they've got it. You need to get it. You know, get the fire back. How many of you have seen an email from Jake where he's got the little flame going and he's. But folks, <clears throat> that is built in ourselves. We cannot count on somebody else to build a fire in our heart. Now, yeah, we listen to podcasts and, you know, I listen to Carrie and Kathy and Pete and, and I listen to people, but literally we got to stir ourselves up. My uh, grandson, I'll never forget this. They, he was playing uh, baseball and they were losing. And so they were in the dugout and they, they were on each side of the dugout. And all of a sudden they started chanting. And one side said, I'm fired up. Are you fired up? And the other side said, I'm fired up. Are you fired up? And all of a sudden the stands were just laughing because they were encouraging themselves. Now we were clapping and saying, you can do it. But they, they were saying, I'm fired up. Are you fired up? The passion, that fire, folks, is what we really, everything I've just said so far, the, the purpose and the possibility and the passion, we were created, and most people don't think about this, but I want you to know this. This is, if nothing else you hear, I want you know, to know as a human being, you have the DNA of a warrior. You say, you're thinking, well, I don't feel much like a warrior. Doesn't matter. You're a warrior. You were created by God to do amazing things. 
And when we get into mediocrity and when we get into apathy, we have stress because we know we could be doing more. We know it. There is something internal that says, I know I can do, I know what I was created for. And that doesn't mean that everybody's got to be a top producer. It doesn't mean that. It may mean that you're an amazing mother or dad or a grandmother or, you know, writer or coach. It means that whatever you were called to be or to do, you were called for to do it with greatness. And that is where you have to get passionate about that. The, the fourth thing, and Carrie and Kathy and all the coaches on here are going to love this because chaos is the number one thing that strikes us as uh, loan officers, <laughs> right? Chaos is like, oh, I've got so much to do. I don't know where to start. I mean, okay, so I'll just sit back here and I'll just, okay, I'm, okay I need to read this book. Oh, wait, I'm going to I'm gonna make a list. Uh, oh, wait, I've got to drink coffee. Well, I'm going to make some calls. Having a plan. Now, my big plan, here's my big plan. It's very simple. Take out a piece of paper and write down seven things that you're going to do by 11 o'clock that's going to move the needle on your life, your health, your family, your emotions. What are seven things that you're going to do and you're going to do it by 11 o'clock? That means you got to get up, folks. You got to get up, gear up and show up and do something that's going to move the needle by 11 o'clock. Nothing will get you fired up better than a plan and you start moving, moving, moving. That um, The feeling of overwhelm it can happen to all of us. That's when you take out a you know, piece of paper, get you a, a notebook from the dollar store, or get you a leather journal from a real fancy place. It doesn't matter. But you write down seven things and you check them off. And I'm telling you what, Carrie, what does that do? to You tell me what the, the endorphins that that releases. Tell me about that, Coach Carrie. <laughs> it's funny that you you bring up endorphins, not just endorphins even. There are, there are chemicals inside your mind that cause you then to want to do more, right? When you think of, you want to boost your mood and you get out and you move. That was one of the things that we talked about yesterday was just the idea that if you get up and you take a simple walk, even getting out of your bed and getting outside and breathing in some fresh air and going for a walk, right? You hit four different chemicals. I'm sure you all know what they are, right? But there's endorphins and there's dopamine and there's adrenaline, right? And there's serotonin. And all of these things are going to propel you forward to do what? More things. More things. So it feels so good to cross that thing off your list that you accomplished that you want to go do the next thing. That's right. right? That's right. And so you do seven things before 11 o'clock. Yes, you have a timeline and you check them off. And there again, I think that action is part. I, you know, I've got a Fitbit. I get in my 10,000 steps every day. Uh, I, I on purpose put my office upstairs at the house. It's a new, it's upstairs. I go up and down them stairs a whole lot of times every day. But move, folks, move. <clears throat> and the, the fifth thing is um, procrastination, folks procrastination. Uh, we can put stuff off. You got to set, and the way you overcome that is a mindset of priority. You've got to do it. Now I said seven by 11, seven by 11, but some of you probably need to do 10 by 11. Some of you need to catch up and you need to just get it done, but you set your priorities. There's always things. You set what you're going to do that's going to move the needle for your life, your business, your family, your relationships, your health, and you get it done by 11 o'clock. Um, the sixth one is being a, is, is, is a quitter. And let me tell you what that, let me tell you right now, there are those chihuahuas. I'm sorry if I offended anybody with chihuahuas, but that's what I'm thinking. Yapping at your heels saying, you need to quit. You need to quit. Or let's just say this little buzz in your head going, why don't you just quit? Why don't you just give up? Why don't you just stop? You're never going to make it. Well, when you get to this point, folks, you've got that mindset of purpose that's going to drive you. You've got that mindset of possibility. Look, you're not going to yap at me. I'm going to keep going. Uh, I I am fired up. I'm fired up. Are you fired up? You have a plan and you are not going to procrastinate anymore and you're not going to quit. Think about um, <clears throat> Jocko. 
Hmm. And, uh, and you know what, there's so many others I, I hear, uh, you know, I remember Karen Vaughn talking about Erin Vaughn and many of you, if you don't know Karen Vaughn, she's a gold star mother and she's part of the American warrior initiative and her son, Aaron Vaughn, Navy SEAL was killed in August of 2011. And, uh, she tells the story of how he had all type of physical challenges going in. And in fact, his daddy, his dad said, you'll never make it. And it's almost it's like Aaron go watch me. And he not only didn't ring the bell, but his name is on the wall in Coronada. Uh, first time, every time he went past the pain, he didn't quit and he kept going. Folks, you were a warrior. You get these mindsets a person, per, uh, purpose, possibility, passion, having a plan, creating your prior, priorities, persevering. And the last one is so important. That's one of a promise keeper. And I want folks, I'm just telling you, I've broken plenty of promises to myself. And Carrie, as my coach, knows this. But what you do is you forgive yourself. So if you're on this call and you have made promises to yourself and you've broken them right now, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. Forgive yourself. And let's start from today that you're going to be a promise keeper. You're going to set your goals. You're going to set where you want to go. And these enemies, I call them foes, forces of evil who want to take you down, that want you to live a life of mediocrity. You were not created for mediocrity. And that is why we get stressed out is because we know the life we're living right now is not the life we were created to live. Oh, and by the way, my husband's build business was rebuilt in, in uh, September of 2006. But by then, I'd fallen in love with uh, the mortgage industry. I guess I need to continue that story. And I closed 280 units in 2006, and I closed 360 units in 2007. And by the way, and I don't tell this story a lot, but I'll tell it now. In 2007, there was a huge deployment to Afghanistan. And if you're in a little military town, what happens is, uh, it's a little town. Like at that time, we had a super Walmart. We just got a Chili's. So, I mean, there's not much for the spouses to do when husbands are deployed or wives are deployed for 12 months. So they go home. Nobody's buying a house. Here it is 2007. And it is like ghost town. What do I do? Well, there is a town north of me that was an Air Force town. It was Bossier City, Louisiana, Barksdale Air Force Base. I was going to the city. You talk about mall cattle going to, going to town. That was me. I went into a city where I didn't have an office for a year and I thought I'm going to take the same plan, the same plan that I used in Leesville. I'm going north. By the way, it was a 200-mile trip every day. I did it three to four days a week. And within three years, I had market share in Caddo and Bossier Parish. Now, I don't tell that to impress you, but just to impress upon you, if a grandma can do it, folks, you can do it better. I mean... My next job is like a greeter at Walmart, folks. And so you can, you are so much better than anything I could ever do. Hmm. Weezy, your next job is not being a greeter at Walmart. Well, let's just say yeah. I'm here <laughs> until I die, but that could be my side gig. <laughs> Love all of that. Coach Kathy, do you do you have questions and or thoughts to share at this? Thanks, Carrie. Okay. I appreciate it. But I just, I, I just, I loved the idea of when you feel that that stuck in concrete, and that's the, the analogy I often use for that overwhelm. The only way that I think there's any way for any of us to get out of that is with a plan. Mm -hmm. And the plan starts small. Right. To, so to Louise's point, sometimes we feel overwhelmed because it feels like we need to, I love that. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's the small little, that first step, the first step, I'm going to get out of bed tomorrow. I'm going to walk around the block. Then I'm going to rock around the block twice. And, and, and I think that sometimes we underestimate, we tend to think we got to do it all or not at all. And in between is that opportunity to choose every small decision that ultimately pulls us out of that, mm -hmm. that overwhelmed state. Um, and, and I also think that I, I love the Andy Andrews. Our, our past becomes context, right? It, it becomes context. If we've done it before, we can do it again. 
everyone has gone through hard things. And sometimes that reminder of, of looking back at the hard things you've walked through. And I would, I would hazard a guess that relatively speaking, most of us have been through something much harder than what we're in today, because we literally were in places where we had no control. We have controllables in the context of business. When a loved one gets sick, when we lose someone to death, we have no controllables. And that reminder, I think, can be so powerful for us. Use that past as a context to get out of the concrete. Would you like for me to share those invitations that, and, and, okay. Please go. So I'm listening. And you were right at the beginning of this call, you said, Hey, we're throwing out what we talked about yesterday. Okay, great. Well, we'll roll with that. Right. Um, I have some invitations for you all and they play off of what Wheezy talked about this morning. I have had the honor and the the blessing of being coached by um, somebody for 19 years that um, has spoken into me all of those things that Louise uh, shared this morning in in a variety of different ways. And sometimes when we hear things differently, um, they land. One of the things that that he does that he's highly skilled at and I can only one day hope to be as wonderful of a coach as he is is to invite people to consider so I have some invitations for you Louise talked about um all of the get out and move you know and and get going the release of those we all know we all know that eating right and exercise and sleep. Those are, those are important things. Like nobody here would go, Oh, Carrie. Yeah, no, that's not important. We don't, we don't need to do any of those things. Right. Invite you to consider how you're doing in those areas right now and what might give you the most benefit right now in this season. Do you need to focus on sleeping better right now? Maybe you need to give up the sauce and by the sauce, I mean the alcohol later at night. And, you know, maybe instead of choosing to have a drink at night, you take a walk. Uh, maybe instead of downing a handful of peanut butter M&Ms, I mean, I, not that I've done that, you know, uh, you go for a swim or a walk or a talk instead. Um, those are choices that you get to make every single day. Every day you have a whole bunch of choices in front of you. And those little tiny choices that you make, you make a different one, it can change everything. It's incremental growth, right? So I invite you to consider out of eating well, sleeping better, um, getting some exercise, what there lands for you. Examine it. And like Kathy said, you know, just little steps. Everything's always about steps. But Louise said, hey, when you do it, what are you going to want to do? You're going to want to do it again, right? And again, out doing three-mile walks every morning right now. Why? Because I know that if the day starts that way, I'm going to show up as a better human throughout the day in a variety of ways. Maybe three miles isn't it. Maybe it is around the block, right? Maybe it's just going outside and breathing. So I won't belabor that, but self-care, vital right now. That is really something that if you're not right in life, you're not going to be right in business, right? So life comes first. You got to take care of yourself in that way. Be filling your mind with the good stuff. Louise was talking a lot about what we call narratives, right? The stuff that's going on, the stories that you're telling yourself. Every one of us has stories that we tell ourselves. The other day, I was actually, I had a group full of awesome fairway women uh, at the house this weekend. We were all talking. I mean, nine uh, fairway ladies that are all very high energy and a whole lot going on in that room. And they were talking about the stories that we tell ourselves. And I personally had a story that I was telling myself about somebody and what they thought of me, right? And this is just me being transparent. I know uh, a lot of things about myself. I like to believe that I have some awareness, self-awareness, right? And so I believe this person didn't like me and that this was 
how their behavior was showing up, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was telling myself this story. And the person that I was talking to about this looked at me and said, you're totally wrong. That is not at all how that person feels. I know them and I can't imagine that that's how they feel. The very next day in my email comes a note from this person and it was tremendously pleasant and kind and very gracious and whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know why I was telling myself that story. We all do it is my point in sharing that with you. Every one of us creates these stories and some of them are way worse than other ones. Some of them are simple like that one was, and some of them are way worse. And they tie back to this word we're going to talk to is shame. We talked to, we did talk about this yesterday. Okay. If there's something that you haven't done, because you've been sitting on the couch eating the peanut butter M&Ms or drinking too much alcohol or, you know, not dealing with that relationship that you need to deal with or whatever that's taking up space up here and you can tie shame to it, you feel badly about it. When's the best time to plant an oak tree, Wheezy? Uh, 20 years ago. When's the next best time? Today. Today. Do something about it today. I invite you to do something about it because you're still here. So you can, you can today. So whatever that is, that's weighing you down, Look, we have a, from a business sense, there are all kinds of things you can control. Redefine success in business right now. This is something that's super important. In fact, Mike Swale talked about it, like I think six months ago on the podcast, right? He was talking about, redefining success and that right now in this market, we really need to do that. And then my coach talked to our coaches about redefining success just a little bit ago. Friends, we always have defined success as loan officers on the closing. The closing is the success, right? We need to redefine success. I invite you to think about this. Every phone call you make, is a success. It's a phone, an outbound phone call that you made. Every appointment that you make is a success. Every appointment that you keep, that you meet with somebody face-to-face is a success. Every lead that you get is a success. With variable income and all of the stuff that we're dealing with in this market, when we get a pre-approval, hallelujah, it's a success, right? We have another pre-approved buyer. Then when the contract comes in, it's a success. We need to be celebrating all of those wins every step of the way, because that's set up here. And like Wheezy said about crossing it off the list, it makes us want to do it more. We have been holding a hour of power on a weekly basis uh, where we come together and make phone calls together. It's like an old-fashioned call blitz for those who have been in the business for a long time. We're just getting together and we're making phone calls. We're listening to other people make phone calls. The average, the math, those who have been in mortgage and coaching of any type know that, hey, every 10 phone calls produces two leads, right? Two appointments. It's kind of the math we use for Roar Tracker in coaching in general. We've always used that math. So five phone calls equals one appointment. That's been the goal, right? Well, this group that'll be in its sixth week of calls today is averaging 2.5 appointments with real estate agents every week from making five phone calls. Harry, could I interject something right here and maybe ask, maybe suggest people think about it a little differently? Yeah. Um, Can I just tell, can I just challenge another story? Here's, why don't I challenge you to every one of you to overcome fear but this is this is how you overcome and you kick fear in the butt. Do it. You kick procrastination in the butt because you have a warrior mindset. Is that you t- today or tomorrow you get 10 no's. Do not stop mm-hmm. until you get 10 people that tell you no. Now, if you make three calls and you get three yeses, then you got to t- make 10 more calls because you're looking for 10 no's. Because when those no's, you check it off, you go, bam, no. Bam. No. Why? Because you're going to get the yeses. Mm-hmm. It's the no's. It's overcoming the no's that's going to get you to the yeses. You just get up every morning and go, I got to get 10 no's today. All right, let's do it. Let's fight. Tony Robbins thing, right? The no excites me because I know the yes is coming. 
So you think about it different. Don't think I'm making my call. Like I'm going for no. And you know what? I'm a warrior and I'm going to hit them. You know what? It is. You're knocking down the no. You're knocking down the no. You're knocking down the no. So thinking, I just wanted, sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to throw that out there. Think about it a little differently. Is that you're trying to get the no's. And if you go for no and you go for 10 no's, you're going to get the yeses. I I love, 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 love that. And that's the the reality of showing up that Louise talked about, that you've got to get up and you've got to show up. We are isolating. This is happening. People are doing what Wheezy talked about and they're they're sitting back and going, I'm afraid of that no. I'm afraid of looking like an idiot. I'm afraid of sounding like I'm not polished. So what? Show up. We've got to show up and do the work. Because the people that are showing up and doing the work are crushing the narratives of the people that aren't. All of the narratives about, hey, the inventory is low. Hey, realtors don't want to meet me. This is the fa- my favorite recent narrative that I just love going. It's baloney. It's baloney because I've been sitting with these folks for six weeks, making these phone calls and looking at them, getting the appointments with realtors. And we're not just talking about realtors that aren't doing business. We're talking about the realtors that are doing business because guess what? They are out there. There are real estate agents that are out there doing business right now. And the folks that have been showing up to this call, they're getting appointments with them. And these top producing real estate agents that are actually closing deals right now because we have had, we qualify them. You're not just calling anybody. They're people who are actually closing deals today, right? They're calling them and they're being thanked. So the narrative that has been playing is, oh, they don't want us to call because they're getting inundated by loan officers calling them. Guess what? These real estate agents are actually telling people, gosh, nobody's called me lately. Thanks so much for reaching out. I appreciate it. Okay. How about that narrative? They want to hear from me. That is all planting seeds, folks. And I'm going to go back to my husband, who's a farmer. And, um, you know, you're talking about making hay while the sun's shining. There's seasons. And we're in a season, folks. We're in a season. But it doesn't matter what my husband plants the seed, no matter what. When it's in a season to plant, he plants. When when those plants, it's time to fertilize. It's time to cut. It's try. It's time to bale the hay. But there are seasons, and we whatever season that you're in, st- start to plant. Mm. And that's what Carrie's talking about. You're planting seeds into your referral partners. You're you're meeting them. You're sharing your knowledge. You're helping them grow. You're doing it for them. You're giving them something. And it's a season, just like all seasons. Seasons come and seasons go. But you need to be a planter and then you can fertilize it and then you can harvest it and put it away. I just wanted to give you another farmer analogy. (laughs) All the farmer analogies, they're all good. You know, I believe it was Jim Rohn who said, um, and I could be totally wrong, so forgive me if I am, but... Um, you know, if you, if you really want it, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. The reality of market share right now for every one of us, like no matter the market that you're in, I was, I'm here in Indiana today, meeting with uh, team Turley, met with a great group of folks last night from all throughout Indiana. We were having this conversation, inventory came up. There's still deals that are closing. You've got to talk to more people right now. You have to talk to more real estate agents, different real estate agents, more financial advisors, more clients that you've already closed deals with, more, more, more people. And friends, I invite you to this too. Consider who you're hanging out with because This is a blast hanging out with this team right now. I got to just tell you that hanging out with this team and listening to the ideas and listening to the stuff that they're doing and what they're going out and making happen and how they're trying to figure out how to visit more people and how to multiply the results and what it is that we can brainstorm around to generate more right now, what distance needs to be driven 
what additional phone calls need to be made, what additional events need to occur. Those conversations, hanging out with those people, those are growth mindset conversations. If you are hanging out with people that are giving you what we call confirmation bias, anybody know what confirmation bias is? Wheezy calls me up and she, now Wheezy doesn't do this. So just preface this with this, but if she calls me up and she's like, Carrie, this just stinks. Do you believe this person did this? And this person, you know, they're up in my sandbox and it's just terrible. And I just, you know, can't blah, blah, blah. Right. And Wheezy's looking for me to say, oh, you're right, Wheezy. You're right. It does suck. And let's go have a suck fest together about how this, this whole thing is just bad. You don't want to talk to those people every day. Those are not the people. I'm just, this is not even an invitation. Open up your ears, pay attention to who it is you are listening to and what narratives they're putting out there that you're latching onto because you don't need to buy in. You do not need to get latched onto that hook and drawn into that. You need to be out there talking to people about the possibilities and the opportunities and the things that are going to help you to grow because they do exist. They absolutely positively exist. <laughs> Josh just helped me out with a quote, another quote from Jim Rohn about the five people that you hang out with. We are isolating. Maybe you're not hanging out with anybody and you need to go out yesterday Wheezy was like, you just need to go to Starbucks. Even if you don't have an appointment with somebody, go to Starbucks, right? Just hang out with people. Uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones said several years ago, many years ago, he said, you will, you're, where, what you will become in five years will be the people that you meet and the books you read. Now, I also am going to add podcast and I'm good because there was no such thing as a podcast when Charlie Tremendous Jones said that. <laughs> What we allow into our minds and what we speak, just watch it. And, you know, I'm just going to bring up this is self-awareness, folks. And that can happen with a journal. Once again, when you start to, to self-reflect, like, why am I feeling this fear? Why am I feeling this doubt? Why do I have negative thoughts? And why am I speaking negative thoughts? Because when we speak it, we're speaking it out there. You're not, you're, very seldom are you going to hear me speak negative uh, negative thoughts. Now I may say I'm going to kick your butt, but that's a positive thought. Just so you know, that's a positive. That is a positive thought. That's a positive <laughs> thought because I know that whomever I'm speaking to is a warrior. I'm a warrior. They're a warrior. We were created to warriors. You got to have the warrior mindset, and you don't go into war with a negative mindset. And it is war every day out there, folks, with these stressors, and we're overwhelmed with fear and doubt and apathy and chaos and and the people telling us you just need to quit. Then don't worry about that promise. I am telling you what Carrie just said about the words we're speaking and who we're listening to impacts our life. Now, if there is a negative person in your life, well, okay. So if it's your mother or your spouse, maybe you don't, you know, you, <laughs> but you cannot allow the negativity to impact you. You have to focus on the positive and the possibility. You know, one of the things you just said it, Carrie, pull a market share report in your Pull a market share report in your county. Pull it. Now, if you're closing 10 loans and there were only 10 loans closed in the county, okay, well, you're doing pretty good. You've got 100% market share. But if you closed 10 loans and there were 1,000 closed in your county, then you, you're missing some market share. I'm telling you what, I always know market share. And the person who has market share, you know, I have done something stupid, like print out a picture of them and like put it like, you know, like that's useless mortgage. I mean, they're actually called useless mortgage, but I call them useless mortgage. And then there, that's not, that's who I'm going after. You've got market share and I'm going after you. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know why realtors are giving you business and not me. And I am after it. It is war, baby. And I'm doing it for my family because I have a reason. I have a why. I have a purpose. I want to leave a legacy in this business. And I'm going after whoever has market share. I'm after you. Mm -hmm. You're on my list. Wheezy, you mentioned you earlier a stat. I, that is beautiful. Right. There's a target. Right. Why? 
And why not pick up the phone and call those real estate agents and go, I see that you do business with Louise Faxton. Now we're not doing that with Fairway people. Again, I'm just, I'm just using Louise this whole call. I'm just using her, but Hey, I see you do business with Louise Faxton. I think Louise Faxton is phenomenal. I'd love to get together and I'd love to talk about what you love about what she does. Cause I'm looking to learn. Right. And I'd like to be her number. I'd like to be your number two. Everybody's all wrapped up in not being number two. Here's the thing. If you get in as number two, you can earn number one. Can I just tell you that the number one real estate agent in Caddo and Bossier Parish, I usually go after the top agent. So I went after her. She says, I have, I have a loan officer. And I said, that is awesome. And I said, you always give it to her. And she goes, yes. And I said, you know what? Finding a loyal realty realtor is very rare these days. Mm -hmm. So if you have, if you have a loan officer and I said, that's good. I said, let's meet. And you know what? If there's anything she can't do, maybe. And do you know what? It took 18 months. I nailed the number one real estate agent in uh, Shreveport and Bossier, which is 350,000. So that was outside my comfort zone, 350,000 population. But I did it through persistence and I wouldn't mm -hmm. give up and I wasn't going to quit. And she knew it. She said, OK, I got a deal for you. I said, bam. Now, that's called opportunity. It is. Right. Now, I will say this. Remember your purpose, folks. Remember your purpose. She gave me business for five years. I want to, I just want to tell you this. There's times when you got to go back to your purpose and that same real estate agent, I told her, I said, my team is going to take my business because I'm going on the road with the American Warrior Initiative is important to me. I'm going to go around the country. And she said, you're not going to pull my credit reports. And I said, my team is here. And she said, I want you. I mean, she was a realtor that I would have to drive two hours to, to sit in front of a captain or, and I did it, you know, I sat in front of the officers and I did, I did it. And I closed four or five deals a month with her, with her alone. But she said, if you're not going to do that, I can't use you. Sometimes you've got to choose your purpose. I went with the American Warrior Initiative 11 years ago and she chose another lender. Folks, that's okay. You know what? Do with your purpose. You just brought up a really important thing, two actually things that come to mind as a result of what you just said. One is remember your values. Always remember your values, right? While you're going out there and you're doing this thing. Look, not everybody's going to be my cup of tea. Everybody's not going to be, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. That's okay. There are enough people who will do business your way that you don't have to do business like everybody else, right? That's number one. But number two is that uh, there are a lot of folks out there and I know that it is August 3rd of 2023. I, I have awareness around that. Folks are still holding on to what was happening in 2020 and 2021. There's a lot of conversations that we have around 2020 and 2021. It's not real, friends. What's real is what's going on right now. We'll never forget when I started in this business in 1997 and uh, everybody was elated, elated to refinance out of double digit interest rates, right? Like to get into 9% was like, yeah, I'm so excited. And then again, at 6.875 and whatever, we got to deal with what reality is. Let's stop this departure from reality and believing that 2020 and 2021 is reality. Reality is what you are living in right now, today. And we have to operate from that space. And I know Barry said some things and Dave said some things and people thought May was gonna happen and it's August now. How long are we gonna hold on to May? We need not. We need to focus on what's going on today and do what we can do. Control the controllables. You have the ability to participate in this challenge. The hour of power that I mentioned that we've been doing for the last six weeks, we are opening it up to all of Fairways loan officers. Managers, if you're recruiting, this call is for you too. You can call recruits, right? Call recruits call realtors, call financial advisors. If you're in the reverse space and you've got a, a different segment of folks that you want to call, if you're in the divorce lending space, call attorneys. Don't care who you're going to call. What we want you to do is show up, register for the challenge, show up next Thursday with five qualified people that you want to call their contact information. 
right? What phone number are you dialing them at? What's their name? Who are they? What's the research you did on them? They're qualified. Before you show up to Thursday's call next week, and we will show you the way. Promise we will do this in community that is focused on growth mindset and helping you face those fears and crush them. Because like Louise said, you all are warriors. We're gonna so I just want to challenge each one of you to, to set your protocols for how you're going to handle rejection, how you're going to handle uh, chaos, how are you going to handle apathy and doubt, set your protocols, write it in a journal and set your protocols. Um, there are things that happen in this business. You know, you have uh, six loans locked and they're, they're disclosed and you're ready and then five pull out. What's your protocol for that? I mean, those are the enemies that come against us. I have a protocol for the airport. Um, <laughs> I travel. If anybody flies a lot, you need a protocol. You need a mindset. Yes. Because guess what? There's going to be missed flights. There's going to be challenges. You're going to be sitting in airports. The, the first time my daughter, Beth, and she probably won't listen to this. She's a photographer for of Yeah, she traveled with us and we missed a flight and we were stuck. And she was like, went ballistic. And, and I said, if you're going to travel with me, you need to calm down and understand mm -hmm. part of travel is missed flights. Yeah. Part of traveling, you're going to miss flights. You're going to miss connections. There's going to be challenges, but you set your mind. I'm going to overcome. When someone cancels a deal, you, you lose the loan. A realtor puts you down. A client chews you out. What is your mindset that you're going to use to overcome that? This is where a lot of our stresses come from, folks, is these enemies to our emotions. We have, we have emotions of fear. Overcome it with purpose and with passion and with possibility, having a plan. Thank you, Carrie and Kathy and oh, all thank my you. team for inviting me to the call. What a huge, huge, huge blessing that you have been. As we close, have to make sure that we hit a couple of things about Ignite and what's happening. Hit the challenge. Sounds like the link is already in the chat. So you can register for it there. You can register for it online. 1003 Pro with Coach Amy Slotnick is back by popular demand. Seriously, so many people reached out saying, hey, when are we going to do that again? Because the perfect 1003 leads to more business. It's like we wheezy talking about opportunity, right? When you get the you get the deal in the door, now you got to make sure that that deal goes as smoothly as humanly possible. This is a four-week session. It launches next week, 8-8. You can still register for that. The other thing that y'all need to know is if you are not in a community where you are focused on growth mindset, where you are hearing from other people who are sharing ideas about how to make things happen, we have some top producers and top coaches that have got groups getting together every single week for 30 minutes doing just that, groups of four to eight people. We individually pair you with the right group for you and where you're at in this season, if you want to talk about that, would love to talk to you about that. And then as far as putting good things into your mind, podcasts, like Wheezy said, did you know that they're all out there at fairwayignite.com? You can click on the podcast page. You can find all of these episodes out there. Wheezy's showing War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. <laughs> you want to say something about it, Wheezy? Read it. Read it. There live you go. It. <laughs> Read it. Live it. It's her favorite. <laughs> it is. That is a that is a uh, a gift for the journey. There is a war going on. The other thing is that Louise does have her own podcast. It is called Wimp to Warrior, and you should go subscribe to that podcast and listen to every episode that's out there, and then prod her a little bit about doing some more, okay? So just join me in that prodding, if you would, because we all need more of Louise in our lives. Thank you all so very much. Wheezy, huge blessing. Thank you. You're a warrior. Don't forget that. You are a warrior, all of you. Thank you. What about Pistol? Pistol just wants to just. Pistol, what about that? Pistol? Sorry, Jeez. Pistol. Sorry, you know sir. that. Jeez, I was talking. I, I got a quote that Wheezy will 
like it's a, she talks about being fired up. Vince Lombardi says, if you let somebody else fire you up, that fire burns out very quickly. Mm. And through life, you're talking about no's. I probably have received more no's than this whole group combined <laughs> due to my age, but I probably received more yeses also. Mm. You got a, a, another great, great call. And uh, it started out by saying, you know, the Navy SEAL thing. There's probably a lot of people that want to ring that bell. And if you listen to this recording, there's about 165 people were on the call originally. This will help you get through this. I've been on with Louise with her whip to warrior thing, and it, it, it's terrific. And what uh, Sherry, I mean, Carrie shared about what you have to do, the calls and all that. And in my list every day, because of my age, the first thing is at 6.30 in the morning, I got to get out of bed. Amen. You know, that, that starts it for me because I'm not quite as fast as I used to be. But you have to mark these things down. And as the Nike slogan says, just do it. It's so thick. I don't need to go into more. We're a little after 11. Another call. I hope a lot of people listen in. Thanks so very much. You're amazing, Pistol. Thank you. Thanks, Louise. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks, everybody, for being here.